Greetings, favored ones. It is good to be with you this morning. It is so good to be with you during this Advent season of preparing and wondering and waiting. And yet, I feel a deep sense of longing. I long to be looking at your faces rather than this camera. I long to shake hands and to exchange hugs and for kids to be pulling at my robes on the way to Sunday school or coffee hour. Yes, it is so good to be with you this morning. And I long for so much more. It is a bit of a paradox, isn't it? I have been thinking a lot about paradoxes lately, partly because I feel like that's where we live right now, in a paradox. I am seeing my husband and my kids more than ever, but I don't know when I'll see my parents or my siblings next. And I grieve each time a planned opportunity has to be postponed yet again. I am home more. And yet I am less present to my family and have less time for myself. Some people are working more while getting paid less. Some are connecting more while feeling more disconnected than ever. Even a child understands this feeling of paradox as they scream with their words and their body language, leave me alone. But their eyes shout, please give me love. I looked up various definitions of paradox and was struck by this one. A thing involving contradictory yet interrelated elements that exist simultaneously and persist over time. It does feel like the paradoxes that we bump up against these days have a knack for persisting over time. Some of the most timeless paradoxes are found in our holy scriptures, including today's story of an angel named Gabriel visiting a teenager named Mary, announcing to her this strange, if not terrifying news that she would be pregnant, carry the son of God around in her womb, give birth and name the child Jesus, and that his kingdom would reign forever. Note that Gabriel does not ask Mary's permission. He's not here to deliver a, deliver a request from God, but to proclaim a truth that is already taking shape. We don't always get to choose the truth, but we can accept it which is what Mary does when she identifies herself as a servant of the Lord and then says, let it be. Do you see the paradox there? The word servant translated from the Greek word doulos is more traditionally and perhaps more accurately translated as slave. Mary calls herself a slave of the Lord. She belongs to God. There's a powerlessness and lack of choice inherent in the relationship that she describes. And yet she does choose to speak to an angel. She pauses and thinks, yes, 
but then she speaks up and says, let it be. It is the paradox of powerlessness and choice, of the infinite conceiving something new with the finite, of God incarnate, conceiving the very person of Jesus, fully divine and fully human, God on high, the most sovereign being beyond our comprehension, making God's self vulnerable as to inhabit a womb and be nursed at the breast of a brave, obedient, humble young woman. I actually laughed when I read God's words to David in our reading from 2 Samuel. God says, you want to build me a house? Me? God? A house? And then where does God choose to dwell instead? In a womb, in a uterus, in a body, to become a body, to save the world. My guess is King David did not see that coming. What I am finding in this sacred story is that paradox is where transformation and new life takes place. And while I find that an encouraging truth, I'm encouraged by the idea that this current paradox-filled season that persists over time is fertile ground for new life. I'm also discouraged by the discomfort and fatigue that accompanies it. Oh, it is a wondrous and uncomfortable thing to be pregnant with possibility. The morning sickness, waking up with that feeling in the pit of your stomach. The back pain, struggling to stand up when it feels like the whole world is trying to drag you down. The stretch marks, visible scars we see in our lives from growing more than we ever thought possible. We feel all of it when we allow God to transform us. We feel all of it when we carry around new life growing larger every day. And yet I think that we sometimes forget to care for ourselves the way a pregnant woman cares for her body as a vehicle for new life. If we really truly believed that God had taken up residence in our very being, dwelling in us, creating new life in us, maybe we would eat better foods or go to bed earlier or take more naps. Maybe we would say no to things that we knew were going to sap us of the energy needed to care for this growing life within us. Maybe we wouldn't be as hard on ourselves because we would daily remember the miracle of life taking up residence in our very bodies. Maybe we would pray more, whispering the name of our hope embodied, of love incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us. My prayer this Advent is that we would see in ourselves what God sees in us, that we would cradle that truth or that dream, carrying it in our most tender places, 
with our most tender, loving care. That we would be gentle with ourselves as we are transformed to make room for this new life to grow and grow and grow until it cannot be contained any longer and is finally burst into this world, still needing to be nursed, but ready to be known and loved by all. Imagine it, friends. Imagine the angel Gabriel coming to you with a message from the God who lovingly created you. Greetings, favored ones. The Lord is with you. You look confused. Do not be afraid, friends, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your innermost being and give birth to a new reality. And you will name it love. And it will be great. And there will be no end to this love. How? The Holy Spirit will come to you and swirl around you and abide with you so that your love will be holy, pointing to the glory of God. For with God, nothing is impossible. Ponder it question it, wrestle with it, how will you respond? Are you ready to say, here I am? Can you utter the words, let it be? Will you accept the discomfort and the loss that comes with carrying God's dream for you in your womb until it is formed and healthy enough to be born? Will you let it be so that you can simultaneously care for this new life while letting it go, remembering that it has always and will always belong to God? Let us ponder this in our hearts, friends. Let us be thoughtful and mindful and intentional, caring for ourselves as if we were carrying love incarnate, Jesus in our bodies. God does not need a house. God does not need cathedral walls or vaulted ceilings or beautiful glass or shined brass. God needs you. God chooses you, your bodies, your souls, your hearts, your minds. God chooses you. That is where God chooses to dwell every day. The Lord is with you. Let it be.